Warning! This episode contains foul language, graphic descriptions of violence, and may offend just about everyone. To Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. My name is Ashley, and each week I have the pleasure of sitting down with a friend and talking about something weird. And this week is something I've been waiting for for over a year. Today we're chatting about werewolves. (laughs) Thank you, boys. Joining me today is my last-minute co-host, Mr. Joe Yokes. What's poppin'? <laughs> Lauren and Wilder are sick, so they couldn't make it today. And sweet Joey said he'd sit down with me to chat with our wonderful guest, a crowd favorite, Mr. Southern Vampire himself. Welcome, Billy. Hello. <laughs> crowd Vamp. favorite. That's a that's a lot of pressure. Uh, it is a lot of pressure. <laughs> Here's the thing: when I ask people who do you want to have on the show again, mostly I get. Handsome Joe, Tyler, and Billy. Dude dude Central. Dude Central. I think you guys just have like really nice voices, like really rich, calming. You have a calming energy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should start our own spinoff. I was actually thinking that we spend the rest of the episode talking like this is NPR. What do you guys think? Yeah, just very quiet, dulcet. Right into the microphone. So about werewolves. So uh, were, werewolf, uh, as to, to the best of my knowledge, is a, a Norwegian indie folk band. So if we really uh, get into the etymology of the word werewolf. Are you guys sleeping? You, do we put you to Wake sleep? up. It's time to talk about snarling beasts. Billy, I know that you are a vampire guy. Big time. Yeah, yeah. big time vampire guy. Yeah. Joey, what about you? Do, you? do you prefer vampires or werewolves? I like hockey. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Mm. The third but, option. But, but the, the, <laughs> uh, yes, werewolves, vampires, and hockey players. Hockey. It's pretty much the Canadian vampire. Uh, they, they really are. Uh, if I had to choose between the two, I'm a pretty furry dude myself, so I'd have to go with true, werewolves. True, true. Okay. Yeah, but I'm also super pale. Oh. So the wow. vampire and lifestyle, I think, would just suit you better? Yeah, I you think You auditioned so. for a Twilight movie once. Shh. Oh. What? You auditioned for that Twilight movie that once. Will, I was invited. <laughs> I was invited to audition for the Twilight movie. There is a difference. What Very was uh, your character name going to be? I don't remember. Um. Yes, you do. No, I don't. We talk about it all the time. Is this really going to be in the episode? Yeah. This Joey? is new information to me because I'd really like oh to know. Riley? No, no, no. What do we call your character? Oh, that's what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, thank you to, to my good friend, Stephen Lakioma for this one. Uh, he, I told him I went in for the audition and he's like, who are you playing? Bobby Nusferatu? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my thing is if I had to choose to be one of the things, yep. I would obviously choose vampire. to be a vampire. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. 
when it comes to the legends and the films, I love the werewolf. I am all about the werewolf. I just think they're such tragic characters in every every time they're portrayed. I think, well, maybe not like Twilight, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Most of the time they're portrayed and they're very tragic. And vampires can be too, especially if you look at like um, Interview with a Vampire. It's very... Louis, at well, least, is Louis very just, sad. Louis thought it was a curse. He didn't realize he actually had a gift. That's, True. That's the yeah. issue. Yeah, Louis didn't know what he had. Lestat's there to inform him that he is <laughs> what's, incorrect. What's Louis's daughter's <laughs> name? Claudia. Claudia? Yeah. That was sad. That was sad. Because Imagine being a child forever. Forever. Yeah. It's Michael and Jackson's you know. dream. Are you <laughs> oh kidding? God. Michael Jackson should have been a vampire. <laughs> just turn him while he's young. He'd be like, wow, this is great. <laughs> This is awesome. It's awesome. I never knew this, but I always wanted. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on today, Joey. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so we are talking about werewolves. We're kind of going to do the same thing that we did with the vampire episode, which Billy was also on. I'm sure you guys remember. Um, which, by the way, still one of my favorite episodes to this it's day. It's a really great episode. Oh, wow. We yeah, had I don't, so much fun. I, I don't know anything about vampires, but it was awesome. I just liked all of the like real vampire yeah. stories that we had where it's like, no, they, yeah, no, Billy, he's a vampire. Like, <laughs> there, was also, right. yeah. there was also such a level of confidence in your speaking material. I remember like that totally coming across like, damn, Billy knows his shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been deep in the vampire thing for a very long time and it was really nice growing up with like a very cool mom. Like yeah. she kind of got me into it really young. Like she introduced me to a lot of like horror films i remember being eight nine years old and we'd sit down and watch like the hammer horror christopher lee dracula yeah just being like mesmerized by that stare christopher so, lee yeah. man yeah only a man who killed people in combat could have a look on his yeah. face <laughs> like that you know what i mean yeah i think whenever he was doing his dracula stare that's the i've seen some shit <laughs> yeah i have seen, seen things it. yeah <laughs> That's actually one thing I, I wanted to talk about today. It, was it Tom Savini? I think it was Tom Savini who he, he's done special effects. Tom Savini, special effects guru. Special yeah. effects guru, exactly. He's going to be doing the new Creep Show. He's, he's got a couple yeah. episodes of Creep Show that he's working on. But he um, he did Dawn of the Dead, the original. Dawn of the Dead with George Romero. And um, he actually was a war photographer in Vietnam. Really? So he was like in there with the guys, like taking photographs. So like when he came back and started to get into like special effects, like he knew what the insides of a person looked like. He sadly. was able, yeah, sadly, yeah. like it's horrible, but he's also done some of the best special effects like in history. Sure. So I probably think not that an it, accident. No, it's no. not. And he was like, he even said it was, um, you have to watch it if you haven't already on Shudder, Eli Roth's History of Horror. Yeah, it's fantastic. They talk to like all these horror directors, actors who have been in horror movies, writers, and they have it broken down to like zombies, slashers, blah 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 blah. It's but really they, great, especially you know, like I've I've never been a, a fan of the the Eli Roth genre of no, horror. Neither, but yeah. you know, it's not it's not exclusive to just this. But it's you know, he's one of those guys where it's like you might not love 
his thing, but he is like such a student of the genre. You can see just like the knowledge and the excitement and how much he enjoys having, you know, all like Greg Nicotero and, mm-hmm. you know, having all of these like horror icons come on and talk about this stuff with him. It's really cool. That's yeah. Cool. He gets very excited. But yeah, yeah have to see it. I'll have to check it out. Tom Savini yeah. says in the documentary, he's like, as far as I know, I'm the only like major, you know, horror uh, special effects person who has actually seen what they're creating aside from monsters but even like zombie and like just like murdery gore he's like as far as i know i'm the only one that's actually seen the real thing up yeah. close and then i'm able to like recreate it and it's like ooh, that's why it looks so <laughs> awful now did he who did the i'm sure we're gonna get there in the episode but who is responsible for the special effects for american werewolf in london because those are also like jaw dropping and special at the effects. time at the time those special effects were just like non existent in yeah. film. That yeah. transformation sequence alone that's about five minutes long where you get to see every every bone break. Every oh. yeah. You hear it, you see the, the hair growing, the extension of the face. It's oh that was a fantastic so transformation. Good. Probably this to this day the best werewolf transformation on film i haven't seen yeah. a better one i think the problem with modern films too is they get bogged down by computer effects yeah they, people don't trust practical effects anymore which is they really sad the, they don't have the patience no. for it either it's like let's just have a just let's just have a nerd with a computer do this in 30 minutes yeah, yeah. Like, why spend the money on the artist it's himself and then or herself sorry <laughs> and uh yeah, it's a it's an unfortunate development. I mean, and the biggest the biggest uh, you know issue with that is you can see it from original to sequel. When they made a sequel to American Werewolf in London, American they Werewolf did, in Paris, they did Paris. All the werewolves were CG. Yeah, it was terrible. Everything about that movie. Yeah, it's not great. Richard Baker is oh. the one that did okay. American Werewolf sure. in London. Um, who you know he's been Rick he's Baker, been another forever. great. Special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did done a lot of um, great stuff. He's done a lot of the Avengers stuff. He was he did Guardians of the Galaxy. He's done a lot of old horror stuff. All the Pirates of the Caribbean movies was Rich Baker. So, um, yeah, another. <gasps> I think he's doing the new Terminator. Ooh, Edward Furlong coming back. We yeah. should talk about vampires. I mean, werewolves. <laughs> yeah, where are we? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can talk about vampires. It's very more. hot. <laughs> my brain is melting out of my ears. So first today we are going to talk about um, where the legends come from, and that's your area, Billy. Take yeah. it away, Billy. <laughs> Billy boy. <laughs> I, I feel like I'll, I'll start with something familiar, um, something that I, that I was very passionate about when we did the vampires is mm-hmm. uh, the southern lore. Yeah. So there is a little bit of southern lore for werewolves as well. You'll hear, you know, different terms for werewolves or names for werewolves. In France, they're called the loup garou. And Ooh. that was kind of muddled down and went through like the Cajun dialect in the south, and it's called the rougarou. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out in there. Rougarou. Watch out for that rougarou. Rougarou, come around. Come on, sleeping. Rip your bar. <laughs> that is spot on. <laughs> that, that's, ex- that's exactly, exactly what people sound like it. in Louisiana, right? Everybody. That's exactly. Yes. It. Yeah. Everyone in Louisiana is very mad right now. <laughs> so sorry. It's sorry. A, you have a very beautiful, a beautiful state. state. <laughs> it's a really beautiful state. I spent a lot of time in Slidell. It's very nice there. <laughs> so the the Rougarou is a common legend across French Louisiana. 
Some people call the monster Rougarou. Others refer to it as the Loop Guru, which I had mentioned coming from France. Yeah. Both are words that are interchangeable in southern Louisiana. So you'll hear some people say Loop Guru, some say uh, Rougarou. It just depends on which area you're from, if it's more Cajun, if it's more French. The Rougarou legend has been spread across many generations, uh, either directly from French settlers uh, to Louisiana or via the French-Canadian immigrants centuries ago. Okay. In the Cajun legends, the creature is said to prowl the swamps around a- Acadania and greater New Orleans. The Rougarou is most often described as a creature with a human body and the head of a wolf. Oh, interesting. So no fur, just a wolf head, just giant muscly body with a wolf head. Often the storytelling has been used to inspire fear and obedience. Elders would use these stories to persuade Cajun children to behave. Ah, uh, boogeyman. Exactly. It was a big boogeyman story in uh, in the in the swamp. Well, especially if you live near a swamp. Exactly. Where it's like, okay, what can crawl out of the swamp? Well, you think about gators and all the things that just kind of live see in a swamp. Day, yeah, care. it's it was used to keep everyone in line. They used to tell kids, oh, if you don't go to bed by eight p.m., Rougarou's going to get you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Going to get you. He going to get you. <laughs> Right, Joey? Um, yeah. According to other <laughs> legends, the wolf-like beast would hunt down and kill Catholics who didn't follow the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Southern Baptists. <laughs> yeah. I do. Was there, was the werewolf's choice of prey? Catholics. Catholics. <laughs> well, it was Catholics who didn't follow the rules of Lent. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> Uh, this coincides with the French Catholic loop guru story, according to which the method for turning into a werewolf is to break Lent seven years in a row. <laughs> I got two more years to make good on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God. Two more years and that hair is going to grow. I'm going to a rougarou. <laughs> uh, legends also state that the rougarou is created through witchcraft. The witch can make a rougarou either by turning into a wolf herself or by cursing others with lycanthropy. Common legend says that the Rougarou is under the spell for 101 days. After that time, the curse is transferred from person to person when the Rougarou draws another human's blood. Ah. So, so the curse bites, can be transferred kind of. after yeah. 100 days. So that's all, you know, after in your next two years when that's you become a Rougarou, just so wait 100 days, 100 bite days, somebody, you're good. I can do yeah. 100 days. And is it 100 days straight or is it 100 days every full moon? It's 101 days consecutively oh geez yeah. so just leave me a letter i will it's like hey hey sorry yes i'm on walkabout <laughs> <laughs> i'm on, on rougarou walkabout I'll, um, s- I'll see you in 102 days and uh, for anyone who doesn't know lycanthropy is basically werewolfism yes yeah it's kind of is there a different it's the term that they used to uh they used to apply to it medically years uh, ago okay. yeah Somebody who thought they were a werewolf, yeah, they had from a case lycanthropy. Of yeah. Lycanthropy. I got back hair. Yeah. It's like good old lycanthropy. <laughs> Rub this on it, you'll be good. You're a yeah. werewolf. <laughs> You're a werewolf. No doubt about it. So yeah, the the Rougarou is a is a big legend down south, but that comes from, like I said, a lot of French stuff. So in France they also have uh the Lubins or Lupins. They're French werewolves that are usually female and are fairly shy and timid. They usually hide. They don't kill. They don't eat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they just they transform at the full moon, and then they just hide. They don't want anybody to see them the way they are. The the Lugaru is generally male, and they're wildly aggressive. They hunt. They kill. They eat hearts. Oh, naturally. Yeah, naturally. Awesome. Yeah. Lupin. The Lupin or Lubin. Or Lubin. Yeah. Wasn't there, isn't there, I think I'm talking about a Harry Potter character 
Lupin. Named Lupin. Yeah. Right? It's Who's funny in, right? in pop culture how they kind of sprinkle in things like this, like Harry Harry Potter. Yeah. There's Lupin. And then when you watch, uh, if you ever watch True Blood, season three of True Blood, they introduce werewolves. And the bar they go to is Lou Garou's. No Yeah, the way. bar they hang out is Lou Garou's. Like L-O-U? Like, hey, I'm Lou. Lou. I'm the owner. Garou, yeah. Lou Garou. That's how, I never, I mean, I wouldn't have known. I'm sure I noticed, but I never. I just, I remember like cackling whenever I saw that. <laughs> and like Lou Allison Guru. has no clue. She's yeah, like, she's like, uh, yeah. she's like, what's so nerd. funny? I'm like, Luger, it's a where you know, I'll explain later. <laughs> I'll, I'll make notes. Later. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Various talking points. <laughs> now there's a lot of werewolf lore throughout France. Uh, some French werewolf lore is based on the documented events caused by the full moon, which is where that legend comes from. The beast of Gavoudan terrorized an area that was formerly the province of Gavoudan, now called Lozère in south-central France. From the years of 1764 to 1767, an unknown entity killed upwards of 80 men, women, and children. Jeez. The creature was described as a giant wolf with bone protrusions that ran down its back. Jean Castel... And several hundred men were given order by the Marquis to hunt down this monster. Recounting the story years later, one of Jean's hunting party said that he loaded his musket with silver rounds made from a melted chalice that once held the blood of Christ. Oh, all right. Now, so, the just kind of crossing off all the boxes. Exactly. <laughs> like A, silver. B, Jesus. <laughs> What's fu- what's fun about this and is that's the only one of the only recorded instances in history of a werewolf being killed with silver. Yeah. It was popularized in 1941 when Kurt Seelmac the wrote Wolfman. The Wolfman. Yeah. That's What what is that called? Uh the cup that held the blood of Christ. The uh the right? Shit. The it's not last... the Ark of the Covenant. No, no. no the um, it's not a is, is chalice. It a chalice, yeah. It's uh, a chalice. It's a chalice. But yeah. it is the. I It'll come to me. Come but to me. Uh, we're gonna I take mean... a quick break and watch Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, and Jesus. Crusade. yeah, we we'll right are going to watch the Last Crusade now. He was a carpenter. <laughs> it's the simple one. You simpletons, <laughs> King of Kings. Y'all played yourselves. Holy Grail, Jesus! <laughs> that took way too long. <sighs> We've could have referred to Monty Python. Holy, there were so yeah, there were so many, so many things so we could have talked about. Ashamed of myself. <laughs> Move on before we kill ourselves. <laughs> <sighs> another interesting fact about silver, and this might also be another reason it was linked to werewolves in alchemical tradition. Silver represents the moon. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh, also, the divine virgin, purity, and chastity. But other before the beast of Gavodon. There was no link to silver and werewolves. Uh, it's funny as well, because I didn't notice this whenever I was reading up on the Beast of Gavadon. I was like, this sounds very familiar. And it's the Brotherhood of the Wolf. If you ever seen, have you ever seen the film The Brother, Brotherhood of the Wolf? So. It's that's the story is of the Beast of Gavadon. I was like, why do I know this? I was reading it. And I, I thought to is myself, it an this older is, movie? This or? is already familiar to me. It would, came out in the mid nineties. It was a I French. Should have seen it. It was a French film that made its way over here, and it was like kind of artsy. Uh, it's a very, it's a very good film. Kind of like Creep. A lot of it is like, oh, werewolf, but it has nothing to do with werewolves when you actually watch the film. But it's a fantastic film. Right. I'll have to look it. Yeah, look it up. Brotherhood. Brotherhood, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Of the wolf. Should have yeah. done my vocal warm-ups before this. I can't talk. 
or think. That's okay. It's <laughs> the okay. heat. It's, it's the melting heat. our brains right out of our ears. <laughs> I'm going to keep repeating that. Go on. <laughs> so according to Russian lore, a child born on December 24th shall be a werewolf. Oh, well. Yeah. All of them? All of them. They are a depressing people. <laughs> yes, they are. Sure they are. <laughs> Not a lot of happiness for Russian people. <laughs> Uh, folklore and literature also depict that a werewolf can be spawned from two werewolf parents. I mean, that seems kind of obvious. Yeah. Right? What else is going to happen? I mean, you're a werewolf. You're a werewolf. That would be really shitty if uh, two werewolves just had like a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they were like, well, we weren't always werewolves, like genetically. And he's like, well, I got. Wo-. That's a sitcom. That is a sitcom. <laughs> oh my god, we're going back in time to 1988, <laughs> and I'm writing a spec script for my parents are werewolves. <laughs> my parents are werewolves. Or like if if another scenario, if it's like a one, we're gonna get two, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, to, two werewolves I mean, make a leprechaun. Yeah, where it's like what? It's like yeah. sorry. Hey, it That's happens. what happens when so you mix two it's werewolves. A wild, wild world we live in. <laughs> and what if that leprechaun? Had a bucket full of silver. Oh no! There we go. Oh, there it is. Mexican standoff. <laughs> Irish, Irish, Russian yeah. standoff. Yeah. <laughs> go on. That's weird. Yeah, uh, I do have a question, really quickly. Okay. Um, there was something to do with uh, vampires and silver, though, right? Yeah. Was that a legend? Vampires and silver kind of became a thing. I want to say, maybe in the early to mid 90s up until that oh, point there wasn't kidding. a lot of connection to vampires and it was like silver. blade was yeah like, blade oh, started using silver and then the the connection there is that vampires were cursed by god or their demons that are inha- uh, inhabiting human bodies and they're affected by silver because that's what judas sold his soul for okay so that's kind of where that connection came right. from but it wasn't always part of the folklore i think it came and went, and then something like Blade brought it kind of into the forefront. There are a lot of connections between vampires and werewolves as well. A lot of old um, myths say that werewolves to be had to be buried a certain way. Yeah. If you were a suspected werewolf and you weren't buried correctly, you could come back as a vampire. <laughs> That's a double yeah. whammy right there. It's nice to know we've always been stupid. <laughs> That's Those comforting. are two different legends, yeah. people. Okay. All right. right. Well, well, this guy's got a birthmark. Bury him, put a stake in his heart, put a him. cage over him. He's <laughs> obviously a werewolf. He's Don't want obviously him to come a back werewolf. as a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put his head, take it to Mississippi. That's the only place you could put a werewolf head. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot about me. <laughs> uh, in Latvian folklore, the Vilcasis was someone who transformed into a wolf-like monster, which could be benevolent at times. The turning involved a ritual, which often necessitated undressing. Yep. Yeah. Hot. Got it. Yeah. Sounds, sounds fun. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to ruin my slash. I was going to say, it's like an incredible <laughs> incredible Hulk scenario. It's like yeah. you either have to undress or you got to get real stretchy pants. Yeah. Can you feel it coming on? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, Can you- when he hulks out, I know he's like, oh. Here comes the werewolf. You got to get undressed. I'll come the maternity pants. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of what we do in the shadows. The werewolves, not swearwolves. Uh, yes. Where they're like, I told you not to wear your good pants yeah. on the night that they were transforming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd you wear jeans? So after the uh, undressing ritual, the werewolf would leave his or her clothing and would be unable to turn back if someone touched their clothes. So they would leave their clothes in a pile when they turned into a werewolf. If somebody came by and said, 
oh, I need a new pair of pants, and just picked up their clothes, they wouldn't be able to turn back into a human. They'd just be a werewolf. Interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. strange I wonder folklore. where that came from. The power of the pantalones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pantalones. There are conflicting reports on what forces they serve. Most times werewolves are thought to be agents of the devil, but there's some also some contrasting things that say they were... They were used by, like, Gaia, Mother Nature, or even angels to protect humanity. Yeah. Which is, I found very interesting, something completely different than, than vampires. Vampires always thought to just be completely evil. Yeah. Whereas werewolves at one point might have been protecting humanity. Yeah, I feel like vampires were very much so, like, they don't have a soul. Yeah. Like, no matter what, no matter what vampire movie you're in, no matter what part of the world you're in, if you're a vampire, you don't have a soul. Yeah. But I feel like werewolves are kind of like, because they're not... Well, I guess in some places they are, or they are for a hundred days, but like, you know, the, the legend that everyone knows is like, they're not always a werewolf. They're also a man. Yeah. Or woman, but most of the time man. So, yeah, that would be, that would, that would kind of lean more towards like a nature thing, like a freak accident, as opposed to he's been cursed. Force or he's, of evil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like you were chosen for a higher purpose to protect man. Yeah. Which I find very interesting and something that's not really played up in a lot of film or books even. No. I think to kind of touch back to to Joe's interesting past in <laughs> what could have possibly been Where Twilight. Where is this going? If, oh, if Joe would have been in Twilight. <laughs> Who told you? I believe the werewolves were supposed to be protectors. They were, yeah. they, they were uh, Native American. They were Native American. Yeah. And they like protected their their reservation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I do too. Yeah. 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 yeah because you don't get that a lot. And, and I would love to kind of see that explored more. In fiction or film. Yeah. Definitely. Not even where we have these films where it's vampires versus werewolves. It's not no, like, I'm trying to protect like, man. You're trying to kill man. We're against each yeah, other. Yeah, that's like, why we no, hate each other. Have... It's just like, no, we're, you know, you're white, I'm black. We hate each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, it's it's racism at its simplest, which yeah. is. I'm going to talk about that a little bit, actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I'll back off. <laughs> yeah. So shut your mouth. That's actually all I had. So, oh. um, <laughs> uh, so back to the Vilcasis. According to one view, they would serve the devil and guard entrances to hell oh. during meetings of devils and sorcerers. However, they're also reported to be dogs of God who fight sorcerers trying to steal flowers or grains, thus ensuring good harvest. All right, cool. Those are two completely different things. Exactly. I know how sick I am of sorcerers coming around and stealing my grains. <laughs> so it's a it's a common problem. You sons of bitches. That we're all Give very me back tired of. my grain. <laughs> I guess that was a problem in Latvia in the 18th century. It makes sense. Bad harvest. Agrarian. Must culture. have been a sorcerer. Damn makes, sorcerers. Makes sense though with the the whole like hound of hell kind of thing because yeah. dogs are usually represented that way. You look at like the omen and stories like that where it's always like a big black dog that shows up. That yeah. is it's a Rottweiler, of... isn't it? In the Omen. Yeah, I was trying to think because in the remake, it's not a Rottweiler. It's like a big black hairy dog. Anyways, but yes, Rottweilers, yeah. which are the sweetest dogs. I had so... a Rottweiler. They're wonderful. This has been Rottweiler Hour. You're listening. Yeah. This, oh, has been, this has been uh, uh... Rottweiler Awareness Hour here on uh, <laughs> NPR. Please join us next week when we go into myths about pit bulls. <laughs> Man's best friend? That's, question mark. That's going to be a controversial episode. And then, and now cue the xylophone. So there's also a legend of the Norse 
Ulfendar, which resemble werewolf legends. The Ulfendar were fighters similar to berserkers. Uh, they would dress in bear hides and were believed to channel the spirits of the animals to enhance their effectiveness in battle. Yeah. That yeah. That's, bad, that's badass. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> These warriors were resistant to pain and killed viciously in battle. Ulfendar and berserkers are closely associated with the Norse god Odin. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, resistant to pain. Like, that's just how people were made back then. Yeah. <laughs> that's just life in Scandinavia. Yeah, like, Norse people or, like, Spartans. It's just like, no, it's not that we don't feel it. It's just that we have a job to do. Yeah. We've learned to ignore it. <laughs> yeah, we ignore it. I really do like the down. idea of, like, an entire army of people who are, like, we are channeling werewolves. Yeah. Like, we, we are, are channeling We are, we the are bear. beasts of war. I think that's... Check, please. <laughs> Check, please. Don't feel like fighting those guys. <laughs> Show up to the battlefield. No. I'm over here, like, complaining about my rations. Like, ham and lima beans again. <laughs> and there's a guy who's like, I am the wolf god. I You're will, dressed in beaver your furs. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah, I'm wearing J. Crew. The only thing I could catch was a beaver. Oh, I got dirt on my khakis. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to my mom on the way home because I was telling her how fucking hot I was when I was driving home from work. And she was like, Dad's new truck has cooling seats. He has heated seats and cooling seats. And I was like, we are not surviving the apocalypse. <laughs> well, your dad is. Dad's going to be fine. Dad'll be fine. He's Dad- in an armored vehicle with cooling seats. <laughs> yeah. will be fine. Dad's in a t- Dodge 2500 with cooling seats. And- yeah, but when the power goes out in the whole world and I'm like, my butt's warm. It's yeah. too warm. Warm. <laughs> Pretty much. Push the button. <laughs> we don't have those anymore, sweetie. No. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? <laughs> I can't play Candy Crush. I can't play Candy Crush. Do people still do that? I don't think so. Can't play Pokemon Go. I catch Allison playing Candy Crush every now and again, and I shame her for it. You millennial. Like, what is this? You millennial trash. 2013. <laughs> Less than shame, I just knock her phone out of her hand. It's a it's a fun <laughs> game we play. That's she some, loves that's this. some good high school <laughs> bullying. Loves you got it. There. Yeah, yeah. It's negging. Yeah, gotta, I got to bring her down a peg. There it is. And then then I give her all of the affection. He really does yeah. love me. Just just yeah. you know reassert the fact that she's nothing without you. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you keep them. This is my way of saying keep I'm her single. Scared. Yeah, uh, she's, <laughs> she has left me. She has left me. Can yeah. I crash here? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, by the way. Will I fit on your couch? <laughs> My car is full of stuff. Do you mind if I just stay here? <laughs> you guys don't care, you got plenty right? of room. I thought I was moving in. That's what this is about. I'm, this is an interview, right? <laughs> That's cool, right? <laughs> so doing this research as well, I came across another myth that I thought was really cool. It's called the Martigale. And I was like, this sounds crazy awesome. Just this weird werewolf with body dysmorphia. And then I thought to myself, I've heard this before. It's the Armenian werewolf that Melanie talked about. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I had to stop research and text Melanie and ask her, you talked about the Did Armenian werewolf. Did you talk werewolf, about right? this Armenian werewolf? I was like, oh, am, I just, am I just misremembering? So if you haven't heard that episode, you know, whip yourself and then go listen to the episode. It's, it's a, a fantastic, fantastic episode. And the problem with that episode is I can never say what it's called because what it's called, like the title of the episode is just keep it weird, but in Armenian. So it's keep keep it weird Ian. Yeah, keep it weird Ian. <laughs> keep it weird Ian. Great. So now you've pissed time... off everyone in Armenia. <laughs> wow. And Louisiana, Louisiana really and it. Armenia and Glendale. <laughs> Joe's on fire. Oh man, Joe's I'm surrounded. 
so there's also a Caribbean legend. Oh, uh, in the island yeah. of Trinidad, there's a common belief that a creature called a lagahu exists. Like a what? Lagahu. <laughs> it's described as a male shapeshifter and is not restricted to the form of a wolf. It seems like a normal human by day, but this creature takes the form of a man with no head who roams the night with a wooden coffin on its back. On the top of the coffin are three lit candles and a length of heavy iron chain noosed around its waist, trailing behind him. One of his appendages is said to be turned backwards. What awesome. the fuck? It can also shapeshift into various animals, including horses, pigs, or goats, and is said to often take the form of the creature similar to a centaur. The lagahu is also thought to be a blood sucker, which is less than particular about its food source, making do with animals such as cows and goats. The lagahu also possesses the ability to alter its size from tiny to gigantic in an oh. instant. Laga, what the fuck? Laga Ant-Man. Right? <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys feel this me. This is a problem. Do you guys have a rim shot that we can insert here? <laughs> this is uh, Trinidad? Uh, yes, this cool, is Trinidad. Just mark that off of my to-do list. Uh, also uh, heavily French. Yeah. Oh. And if you, the name Lagahu, Lugaru, Rougarou, it all kind of stems from the same, the same source creature. material. Wow. I also like that I come on this show with a very fun... Uh, vampire and werewolf names. Yeah, the Lagahu, and the the vampire was the. Do you remember? I don't remember. Remember the Yara Mara Yahoo. Yara Mara Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. Yahoo. yeah. <laughs> that thing was scary. Though. I just I look really for creatures know. with funny names. Yeah, you so just can, type that into Google yeah. and see what comes up. It's like, please be a werewolf. Please be a werewolf. <laughs> oh, just, zombie. No, maybe, zombie. Maybe another time. <laughs> Maybe the third time I come Bookmark. on the show. <laughs> we'll come back to this one. I'll save you for 2020. <laughs> so a little bit more about the Lagahu is one must beat the creature with a stick, which has been, uh, yeah. It's like, how do I kill this thing? Beat the shit just, out of it. Just hit it a, a bunch of times. Yeah, that, that seems too simple. It's pretty much how you kill anything, right? <laughs> that, seems, that seems too simple. Let me go on. <laughs> so the stick has, has to be anointed with holy water and ah. holy oil for nine days. While beating the demon, it changes into various other beasts and finally will disappear into black mist. It's like so the T-1000. It... <laughs> yeah. The very end when it falls in the steel, the molten steel, and it's like just keeps changing. Yeah. So if it surprises you, you're screwed because you need nine days. It's like, yeah. wait, it's gonna wait, be like, wait, wait, wait hold on. Come back, and, come back on Sunday. Give me a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stick to oil. <laughs> I gotta like her my sticks. Damn it, I forgot to oil my sticks. <laughs> and then you gotta think about the math. Is it nine days in holy water and then nine days in oil? We're talking about eighteen days before I can kill That's this true. thing. That's wow. true. Yeah. You really gotta be you really gotta plan ahead you if you live prepared. in Trinidad. That's why I always have an oiled stick ready to go. <laughs> That's you're a step ahead of me. I am definitely not surviving the apocalypse. <laughs> I haven't oiled a single stick. Billy did. Billy came in with a giant walking. If you're stick moving in, and... I hope you brought enough oiled sticks for the rest of the class. <laughs> yeah. True. Just the one, but we can break it into smaller there sticks. There we go. Uh, smaller okay. sticks. Yeah, because no one said, like, is the power in the oil and the water, or do you also have to let, have, like, a log-sized stick? Like, are you also beating the shit out of this thing with an enormous stick? Yeah. Yeah. No no legend on the size of the people. stick. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I got calls to make. Give me just a second. I'm going to purchase some tickets to Trinidad. <laughs> yeah. I'll find <laughs> out. Join us next week on Keep It Weird Live. We'll be in Trinidad. <laughs> we'll Trinidad, be, we'll be in reporting Trinidad. from Trinidad, talking to the people on the streets. <laughs> so in Portugal, 
It is believed the seventh daughter will be born a witch and the seventh son a werewolf. The seventh son also gets the Christian name Bento, Portuguese form of Benedict, meaning blessed. And this is believed to prevent him from becoming a werewolf later in life. Ah. Just have six kids. Yeah, stop yeah, right there. Stop, just stop. Six. Just stop. That's you got six plenty. kids. You're good. Yeah, if you're in Pol- Portugal, having six kids, six kids, cut it off. Your economy's terrible. Why are you having seven also, kids? Yeah, why are you having that many kids? <laughs> Your economy is awful. Nobody stop needs that many kids. kids. No, that's too many kids. No. That's too many. That's six too many. Five too many. Yeah. You can have one. Yeah. What is this? China? I was trying to do my math. <laughs> I was like five, six, six minus five. five. Hold carry on. The, carry the. I need some LaCroix. (laughs) Getting overheated again. Between all the children and the stick oiling, there's a lot of math in this episode. There's a lot of math to be done. A lot of the Seventh Sun stuff continues into that region of the world. Brazil, Uruguay, and Paraguay, there's another creature called the Lobazon, which is a werewolf born of the curse of the Seventh Sun. Oh, I've heard of the Lobazon. Who hasn't heard of the Lobazon? Is, is, that, is that actually a thing? Am I not special? No, you're, no every, you are special. The I Lobazon, am special. Yeah, you are, you were very special. <laughs> because for a second, I was starting to think maybe I'm not special, and I didn't no, like no. how it felt. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's, see, I don't know if you heard that earlier part. It's, it's nagging. Then I'm going to bring you back ah, up and tell you. And you're going to build me yeah. up, and I'm going to be like, what's Billy up to? We should call him. <laughs> See if Billy wants to hang out. Before you know it, Joe and I are going to be best friends. Besties. <laughs> Besties. But yeah, the Lobazon. So you've heard of the Lobazon before? I have. I used to okay. work with a bunch of Brazilian dudes. And I remember oh, one of them talking about uh, Did, the, the name just immediately. You? It was like, ding, 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 ding. I was like, Lobazon. I know that word. And I also wonder if that's where, I didn't see anything in the research, but I wonder if that's where the Lobo comes from. Yeah, the mm. X-Men yeah. character. Well, it's a, uh, like, a ex, it's like a dog. It's like a predatory yeah. dog. Yes. There's a, it's a predatory dog, but there's also a comic book character named Lobo, who's yeah. also a predator. He's a hunter. DC Comics, though, don't... Oh. Not Marvel. Wow. Except for Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying ooh to myself because that was a really shameful thing. I just said... Uh, Saying he was Marvel. Sorry about it. We'll edit it out for all the comics. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to fix it. Comic book nerds don't need to know. We've offended enough people for one day. I'm not (laughs) going to offend the nerds, too. I'm going to keep it going. We're like... I don't even think we're halfway through this episode. <laughs> I'm going to see how many different groups of people I can harmlessly isolate myself yeah. from. So you, you're you're on the same side with Marvel fans. You've now got DC fans, except for Batman fans. Yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. Armenia. Armenia. Glendale. Glendale. Yeah. We're going to get them all. And uh, pro- probably Portugal. Prob- Maybe. Probably. I talked I talked some smack about their economy and oh, how that's they're true. having too many, too many children. Yeah. Okay, so we'll put Portugal, Portugal on the list. But let's be honest, I don't care about Portugal. <laughs> that was definitely on the list. Yeah. All right, I'm going to dig in that hole. Mark it off. Who, who we're going to have like about Portugal. We're going to have we're going to play like Joe offends bingo. Yeah. <laughs> bingo. Squares. Yeah. All right, read like, them off. Yes, let's see how good. Armenia, Glendale, Portugal. <laughs> uh, animal lovers. I'm going to get you a an, a world map. So you can just put it on the wall, and every time you record an episode with Joe, we can just put a new pin in a place he's offended. Yeah. Just a new pin in a place where we can never go on vacation. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So the Seventh Sun is believed to be a curse that was widespread in northern Argentina as well. Like, a lot of that region, just they have high belief in this Seventh Sun curse. Uh, So they were frequently frequently abandoned Seventh Sun. So if you had a Seventh Sun, they would just give them up uh, or for adoption or killed. A 1920 law decreed that the president of Argentina is the official godfather of every seventh son. Thus, the state gives a seventh son one gold medal in this in his baptism and a scholarship until his 21st year. This effectively ended the abandonment 
to this day, there's still a tradition in which the president godfathers all seventh sons. Holy shit. Wow, yeah. that's, that's actually kind of cool. That's nuts. Yeah. Where'd the seventh son thing come from? I didn't see any... It has to be some sort of biblical... Yeah. I didn't see any kind of origin of the seventh son mythology when I looked into it, because I found that very interesting that there's a large chunk of the world that believes in this curse. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. See, now I'm going to have to dig deeper. Next time you guys see me, I'll just... That's the first thing you're going to say. Beard. I figured it out. <laughs> I'm going to look like I'm going to look like Doc from Back to the Future. <laughs> You'll see me on TV in Trinidad. <laughs> Where in the world is Billy? Yeah. <laughs> now, we talked a little bit earlier about uh werewolves also kind of being on the side of angels and saints and things yeah. like that. Uh so the power of transforming others into wild beasts was attributed not only to malignant sorcerers, but to Christian saints as well. Now, okay, this is probably gonna this is probably gonna come out not correct, so bear with me here. Right. Omnis Angeli, Boni et Mali, ex virtut natali habent potestatum, transmutandi corpana nostra, which means all angels, good and bad, have the power of transforming our bodies. This was the dictum of Saint Thomas Aquinas. Wow. Yeah. Went so it would almost one. be like, like you said, like protecting people, like protection of humanity. Like yeah. The angel would choose someone. It, w- it would almost be like an honor to be chosen. Yeah. You'd, you'd basically be given this abil- this power by an angel or a saint because it's, it's also thought, and this has showed up a lot in um, pop culture as well, that angels and demons can't really... Uh, come to our world or affect our world they can only affect influence and affect humans Mm -hmm. so their sway good or bad is just over humans and the evil things we do so angels and saints give this gift to humanity to protect us which i found very very interesting that is interesting Yeah. yeah that's really not something that's explored enough yeah. In no, it's pop not. Culture. Yeah. No, I would love to see the like The more I think about it, I'm like, ah, yeah. I want that movie. I want to I want a film or a book about a werewolf who's a a genuine hero that's protected someone or a culture from evil. Yeah. I just think it'd be fantastic because you don't you just don't hear a lot about it. Now, St. Patrick was said to have transformed the Welsh king uh Vereticus into a wolf. Uh St. Natalis supposedly cursed an illustrious Irish family whose members were each doomed to be a wolf for seven years. See, here we get the seven thing again. Yeah. Like, what's the... I want to find out what the link... I don't know, maybe it has something to do with, like, God created the earth in seven days. Oh. It might be on That's the only seven thing I can think of. Mickey Mantle? Might have something to do with Mickey Mantle? (laughs) He's number seven. Yeah. Just think it out loud here. No, for sure. No, that's it. You go, you've made a good point, for all you For all you baseball fans out there, <laughs> all, all two of you who listen to this podcast. Now, <laughs> maybe it's Mickey Mantle. Well, and also, maybe there's a connection to the unholy number of six. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it is very perplexing that there's just not a lot of info on, on the number seven and why seventh son uh you know seven years seven it's there's a lot it shows up a lot in werewolf mythology do you guys remember uh the movie there's something about mary yes a little bit uh-huh. uh, harlan williams the hitchhiker that he picks up yeah who his big business idea is uh seven minute abs 
to compete against the popular eight minute eight abs minute videos. He's like, think about it. You go to the store, you see seven minute abs, you see eight minute abs. See which one are you gonna pick? <laughs> and so it's like, I have uh, seven. He's like, seven. That's it. And he's like, yeah, you know, unless you know somebody invents six minute abs. And then he has a freak out. And he's like, no, seven's the number. Seven dwarves, seven chipmunks, seven man. Seven little chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. You know that old children's tale from the sea? You guys remember that? That freak out also includes one of my favorite lines. He's like, do me a favor, step into my office. Step into my office. Why? You're fucking fired. You're fucking fired. (laughs) What are these car seats made out of cactus? Yeah. Anyway. Back to werewolves. I think it's safe to say I remember that scene. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. It's not just me. No, not just you. All right. I'm autistic, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Don't piss off the autistic community. Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Put them on the board. Put them on the board. I'm up there. Where do I put this pin? Oh, just (laughs) everywhere. Everywhere. Literally. Wherever you feel like putting it. Uh, In other tales, the divine agency is even more direct. While in Russia, again, men are supposed to become werewolves when incurring the wrath of the devil. So there's a lot. The werewolf mythology is kind of all over the place. Are they saviors? Are they here to destroy humanity? There's just the kind of link between the divine is something that you don't you don't get a lot with other creatures in pop culture. You also don't get the dichotomy of good or evil. Yeah. Yeah. Usually these things are pretty cut and dry. It's like zombies. Bad. Vampires. Bad. You know, werewolves. Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, that's uh, part of the thing I'm going to talk about is that, you know, a blanket that werewolves represent a a ton of things in pop culture, but like just a blanket thing that they represent is the duality of man. Yeah. It's that we all have both inside of us at all times and they it presents itself occasionally. So that's kind of the same thing. We all have the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. So that is interesting. There's even that Native American that. proverb about the the two wolves that live inside every person, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, which one's going to win? Whichever one you feed, you know, good and evil. That's a yeah, that and that kind of perfectly fits in with this. Yeah. yeah. And I completely forgot about that doing this kind of research. But yeah, that's that's it. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that is good, except for when it's um a speech given at a graduation. <laughs> What? Do you remember at your sister's graduation? Oh my god, my sister's <laughs> high school graduation. Has it has there ever been a high school graduation where like an even moderately articulate person has spoken? <laughs> has that has that ever happened? It's like, aren't you an educator? You're an educator. Anyway. Yeah, this guy this guy told this story, and it's funny because my dad's a, a pretty straight laced dude, but my dad's tolerance for bullshit is also like negative four so my dad kept he would just like look over at me during this graduation ceremony and uh yeah and then there was one point where he was like you know doing that he was like pretending to nod off during the speech it was pretty great <laughs> it was pretty great it was pretty good. anyways <laughs> so there's a story of a man named thies in 1692 thies yeah in 1692 in jungenberg livonia thies testified under oath that he and other werewolves were the hounds of God. He claimed they were warriors who went down into hell to do battle with witches and demons. Their efforts ensured that the devil and his minions did not carry the abundance of the earth down to hell. Thies claimed that werewolves in Germany and Russia 
also did battle with the devil's minions in their own version of hell and insisted that when werewolves died, their souls were welcomed into heaven as a reward for their service. Thies was ultimately sentenced to 10 lashes (laughs) (laughs) for superstitious belief. Yeah. He, he was also sentenced to 10 lashes for being a jagoff. <laughs> they had no patience. They're like, the- oh, get this fucking guy out of here. I don't know. 10 lashes. Just get him out of here. I just want him out of my sight now. Jesus. There's some people. I also like how Germans and Russians have their own version of heaven. Yeah. It's like, you can't come to our heaven. <laughs> You get Russian heaven. There's plenty of borscht. Don't worry. Put a pin in Russia. Put a pin in Russia. put a pin in Russia. Hold on. (laughs) Now, Thies aside, there are other instances of people who believe themselves to be werewolves in Mm -hmm. history. Today, werewolves are known to be mythical creatures found in fiction instead of lurking in the dark woods. But that was not always the case. Not so long ago, belief in werewolves was common. There was little difference between the killings and activities of regular wolves and what people believed were werewolves. Both would hunt at night, attacking sheep or livestock, sometimes humans. There were several cases where people thought werewolves were terrorizing villages, and it was just regular wolves. It's just wolves, dog. (laughs) Pun not intended. (laughs) Or a serial killer. There was one, uh, I remember... God, I don't remember where I read this. I was doing some research for the show years ago. Um, where they thought Jack the Ripper was a werewolf. Really? Yeah. But there's so many wild Jack the Ripper oh, theories, God, though. Oh, God, yeah. That he was Jack, a vampire, Jack that he was pupper. a werewolf. That's <laughs> <laughs> another TV show. Trademark that. Yeah, Jack yeah, the Pupper. Jack the Pupper. <laughs> Serial killer who's high also a puppy. <laughs> Jack, Jack the Pupper. You see him in like a varsity jacket, you know. Like, I don't know. I hope we don't get sued by the people at Teen Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> that is encroaching on our concept. We'll see you in court. <laughs> Sorry, in Teen Wolf. Sorry, Teen Wolf. You had your day. You had your day in the sun. You had, you had your, your day, day in the, the moon. This is Jack the Pupper. It's on the CW. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> get your gritty MTV remake out of my face. <laughs> Also, how dare you? Just first of all, how dare how you? How dare you? How dare you touch that classic film, Surfing on a Van? Yeah, I don't want to sidetrack Billy too much because there's a lot of really good stuff here, but I've got a lot of problems with Teen Wolf. Don't you dare. A we'll talk about it here. This... I bring it up. We'll talk about it during my okay. section. All right. okay. I'll, I'll, okay. bite, I'll bite my tongue. And hopefully you Just forget about this because- put a, put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it <laughs> but before we put a pin in it. Before we put a pin in it. Quick question, yeah. and then we'll get into it. Yeah. Teen Wolf the movie? Teen Wolf yeah, the, the Michael the J. Series. Fox Teen Wolf. Okay, yeah. got it. Move along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I know what to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So, so there are also several medical conditions that can uh, mimic the appearance of a werewolf and may have contributed to early belief in the literal existence of, of the creatures. Uh, one is hyperchytrosis, which creates unusually long hair on the face and body. A second condition, porphyria, is characterized by extremely extreme sensitivity to light, encouraging these inflicted people to only go out at night. Seizures, anxiety, and other symptoms. That's all one. That's all. That's guy? all part that's all like of uh, all of porphyria. Sickness? It's oh like my God. they can't go out in the sun. They have seizures. So this is something that contributed to the werewolf myth yeah. years ago. Leave those people alone. Those yeah. poor people. Those people need, don't need to be demonized. They already yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. They've got enough issues. <clears throat> Would that be like the, um, what was the circus 
guy called? Was he just Dogman? Wolfman? I think it was Dogman? Dog, dog Man? Dog, dog Boy? boy? Dog I think boy. it was yeah. Dog Boy. Yeah. yeah. Was that something that he Wolf had? Boy. He had the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the one I mentioned part. before, the... Uh, hypertrichosis, yeah. which is all the long hair that grew all over his face. and yeah. I mean, his entire body, really. That poor guy. Joey, why are you laughing really hard? Because I, I just thought of something I couldn't possibly say on this show. Oh, no. Ooh. Sorry. I got all the pins ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, get them all. We're holding all these sharp get pins, though. them all. <laughs> Billy, go to Staples yeah. and buy more pins. I got to make a dash to Office Max. Nope. Be right back. Nope, not saying that one. <laughs> Sorry for the tease, everybody. I did my best to laugh off mic. The mics are off. It's just the two of us. Yeah, it's, it's just, just us, that. man. Come on. Just tell me. Just say it. <laughs> That red light? No, that's uh, that's the pilot light. That's always on. <laughs> so, uh, clinical lycanthropy is recognized medical condition in which a person believes himself or herself to be an animal. And indeed, there are rare cases where people have claimed to be werewolves, like they fully believe they're a werewolf. Yeah, and they've been they've been told they have lycanthropy, and they just hunt at night. Uh, they rub fat on their body and wear animal pelts, run through the woods nude, hunting animals. <laughs> so furries. I mean, more aggressive furries. <laughs> yeah, like the most aggressive furries. Yeah. Think of the most aggressive furry. Those are people who... <laughs> that is terrifying. That's kind of werewolves. like... Uh, who just like... Who diagnoses them? And they're like, yeah, you have lycanthropy. Yeah, so just do this. Yeah. Here's your treatment. Run naked at night. Rub yeah. fat on your body. Rub fat on your body. Like now, if someone was like, I'm a werewolf, be like, okay, if you wouldn't mind, follow me this way. We're just going to give you a little shot, just a <laughs> vitamin, just some vitamins. Got you a special jacket. Got you a special little jacket. Right over here. With your name on it. Go crazy in this room. <laughs> it's a fun time. <laughs> so someone who actually believed he was a werewolf is a guy named Peter Stube. Uh, he was a German man in 1589 who claimed to own a belt of wolf skin that allowed him to change into a wolf. His body would bend into a lupine form, his teeth would multiply in his mouth, and he craved human blood. Oh. Stube claimed to have killed at least a dozen people over 25 years, though his confession was made under difficult circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the confession tapes. <laughs> After prolonged torture, including chunks of his flesh being ripped out with heated pinchers and his limbs being crushed with stones, he was decapitated on Halloween in 1589, and his headless body burned at the stake. There was no real evidence of his crimes other than his confession, and it seems likely that Stube was mentally ill and delusional. That, here's the thing. That sounds on par with law enforcement. <laughs> in 1589. Yeah. Or, 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 currently. Did, or currently. Or currently, yeah. It's like, no, admit you did this. I didn't. It's like, we're going to beat you. <laughs> get me okay, my stones. Okay, fine, I did. <laughs> Somebody get me my stones. Warm up the pinchers. Warm up those pinchers. <laughs> but Stu wasn't the only off. one. Uh, in the Middle Ages, werewolves were thought to uh, mostly be created by witches, and the two became closely associated. Uh, just as tens of thousands of accused witches were put to death, uh, usually in gruesome and sadistic ways, tens of thousands of accused werewolves are similarly dispatched. Oh, wow. Tens of tens thousands? Of thousands. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, people, just weird things where people were thought to be werewolves. Like it's I said, like, I mean... It's it, like the Wolf Inquisition. I mean, I made a joke about it earlier, but there was a legend that, like, if you had a birthmark, 
You were a werewolf. Yeah, you were a werewolf. Which, I mean, who doesn't have a birthmark? I know. Right? Yeah, there's a, I mean. I've got two. Am I a super werewolf? <laughs> Am I a super wolf? You super are. blood you're moon? You're a Rougarou, boy. <laughs> Rougarou. Get back in the swamp. Get back, Get back in the Winn-Dixie, Rougarou. <laughs> Um, there was a ton of stuff ba- like throughout history where it's like, you know, if you had epilepsy, you were obviously possessed. You know what I mean? Or if you had... <laughs> if you were a woman and you had an opinion, you were a witch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that witch probably turned her boyfriend into a werewolf. Kill them both. There Kill you go. Both. Yeah. both gone. Yeah. yeah. Madness. Because lycanthropy was seen as a curse, werewolves were often thought of as uh, victims as much as villains. Yeah. Uh, the transformation from man to wolf was said to be torturous, and many sought cures for real and imagined symptoms. According to Ian Woodward in his book, The Werewolf Delusion, he states, Traditionally, there are three principal ways in which a werewolf can be scourged of his demons. He may be cursed medicinally or surgically. He may be exercised, and the most drastic, he may be shot with a special bullet. So then I think we're getting back into the silver bullet yeah. kind of mythology or there. blessed bullet. Yeah, because so, something... typically it's a silver bullet. Yeah, or what we're going to talk about later, skinwalkers, is actually you put ash on a bullet, and that's what Interesting. That's Native American? Yeah, that's Native silver. American. So whenever the, the, these people that thought they were werewolves underwent this kind of medical surgery to become cured of their lycanthropy, it involved lots of bloodletting, vomiting, and vinegar drinking. Oh, In fact, God. Woodward notes, so severe, so brutal were the cures advocated by early medical practitioners that, not surprisingly, a great many werewolf patients died by the hands of those who promised them salvation. So, I mean, I couldn't even imagine having one of these like surgeries to cure me of lycanthropy at, at the time when people thought this was a real thing, it's yeah, it's like shock treatment, things like that to kind of cure you of of your demons is it's crazy. I mean, that's the thing even today where it's like shock treatment doesn't help even the stuff, you know, the mental illnesses that it was supposed to treat in the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. yeah. And that's basically what it was for these people was it's believing a, you were a monster. Yeah, it's it's legal torture, essentially, yeah. which yeah. is sad for these people who died because they had a mental illness that thought they were werewolves. So there's another more recent case. Uh, it's a guy named Francis Leroy. This was from June 24th, 1989. Oh, shit. Yeah, court officials in Paris sentenced Leroy, the werewolf of Dordogne, to life imprisonment. Leroy was previously imprisoned for uh, for the full moon rape and murder of a woman, but he was freed in 1973 after having served nine years of a 20-year sentence. Leroy acknowledged that he was unable to control his bloodlust during the full moon, and he wished that he had been able to convince the doctors to experiment on, on him to determine why he was compelled to murder when the moon madness seized him. He was convicted of murdering one woman and raping two others and eight other attacks in the southwest of France. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? That's a real thing, though. There have been several serial killers who have operated like and, and stalked and murdered and stuff during moon cycles. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, it's a waning moon, so this is, we know he's going to strike in next week. You know what I mean? Or like uh, the zodiac. There's something with the zodiac and in the full moon. In the full moon, and when he's when he um, his attacks would happen, and and we talk about this on. I think it was our. I want to say it was on Bloody Sophie where we did like Bloody Mary and we we talked about mirrors. I think we talked about the moon on that episode because there's so many people that say like the moon does not influence us as people. And it's like if the moon can influence the tides and we're made up of like 75% water, why do you think the moon wouldn't affect our brains in some way? Like I don't think it's something that's debatable like... I used to see that working in restaurants. Yeah. Where there would be a night where it would be like, what the fuck is up with these yeah. people tonight? Somebody would be like, full moon. Be like, is it really a full moon? Be like, oh, yeah, yeah tonight's the yeah. full moon. It's like, mm-hmm. well, it's as good an explanation as I've heard mm-hmm. why every single person in this restaurant My is mom, an asshole. When she works the ER and she would work nights, she fucking hated working the full moon because she knew that it was going to be just crazy, crazy, crazy all night long. And I wonder when that, this moon madness, when this started started being noticed by yeah. people as well, and if it's something that relates directly to the werewolf mythology. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of unexplained things that can't be answered about werewolves, because I just feel like there's not as much research into them as there are, you know, like vampires, for oh, say. Oh, yeah. There's you books know, for and instance. books and Yeah. Books on so vampires. many things about, like, vampires, why people think they're vampires, um... But there's just a lot of the werewolf stuff stems from Native American, uh, you know, Eastern European folklore. And it's just been watered down and kind of made its way over here that we really have no clue where a lot of it came from. Mm -hmm. A lot of it might have something to do with uh, something that I personally don't understand. But there is uh, like a lack of sex appeal within werewolves that does exist within like vampires. Okay. I, I, again, this is from somebody who really doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think a lot of like the modern day, you know, vampires, the people who, you know, who go to their like vampire clubs and stuff like that, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with there's kind of like a. It's an escapism. Yeah, thing. it is. It's there's a... like a lot of like sexiness that's kind of built up mm-hmm. into yeah. it for, for a lot of people. And not even in like a Twilight way, but just like a predator type yeah. way. Yeah. Not, and you know what I mean? And like being the highest point of the food chain type way where like werewolves aren't really sexy because there's no aside from like can we forget about Twilight? Like to just like pretend it doesn't exist, but like every other like <laughs> werewolf movie. Like you said, the transformations are not glamorous. They are horrific. The good ones are horrific. Like every bone in their body breaks and their teeth are bleeding because they're growing. And it's just like it's 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 not sexy in any way. And they have no control over what they're doing when they're transformed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they most of the time they come back and they don't even know what happened. They're, They're covered just in blood. Covered they in know. blood. They have yeah. no idea. Like who did I kill? Did I kill an animal? A person? A loved one? Like. And I think that's whereas the the sexiness that you're talking about, with like the vampires, is someone who's like strong, eternal, in control, can hurt you Nocturnal. if they wanted to, but could protect you as well. Whereas a werewolf is like a wild card. Yeah. You don't know if they're going to turn on you and murder you. Uh, you know kill an entire village if we still lived in villages some people still live in villages <laughs> there are it, villages yeah put a pin in it yeah put a pin in the board 
Every village. Oh wait, do I get my own board? Yeah, I want a board separate board. from Joe's. Oh, okay. Actually, just use different yeah. pens. Yeah. My my board is full. <laughs> get your own board. Yeah. So as far as like the history of vampires or uh, vampires, I'm on the See? wrong. See, it's, it's, it's well, I've, in, I've, I've interrupted you like eight thousand times. <laughs> That's it's kind not, of your job this episode, though. It's spreading. It's not it's surprising. Spreading. You're it's doing marvelous. It's also not surprising that. Even when we're talking about werewolves, I have vampires on the brain. Yeah, you're like, like oh, mm, but how can I convert this back to vampires? <laughs> I've got five story. more hours of vampire talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is a spinoff, is a vampire talk. Vampire talk. <laughs> this is vampire talk. <laughs> the graveyard shift here at NPR. <laughs> as far as as uh, mythology and folklore, that's all the stuff that I thought was really like interesting and getting yeah. into kind of like some of the things I didn't know is like as recent as like 1962, like I said, where, you know, someone was sentenced to death for being a, a werewolf. It's kind of crazy. There's a lot of fun things out there when you look on like how to become a werewolf. People want to know how to become werewolves in, in pop culture. Someone always becomes a werewolf almost every time being bitten or scratched by a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Which I find very, like, fascinating because a lot of times when a werewolf attacks its victim, they never survive. No, they are torn to shreds. Yeah, which was also one of my favorite parts of American Werewolf in London. I love that attack scene and just, like, the degrading best friend. Oh, God. God, gave me nightmares Yeah, as a the child. best friend was almost scarier than the werewolf, than the werewolf. itself. Yeah, because it, I think what made the werewolf that and it was scary was yeah. the was the lead up to the werewolf. I mean, we don't get to see the werewolf until the end of the film and it's just yeah. that tension. That tension, like, you know what's going to happen. You know that he's going to turn into this monster when the full moon rises and, and it's it just does like, not oh fuck. No, does it does not. not. <laughs> uh, but there is a woman named Carol Rose who wrote a book called Giants, Monsters and Dragons. Uh, she noted that in ancient Greece, it was believed that a person could be transformed by eating the meat of a wolf that had been mixed with that of a human and that the condition was irreversible. Uh, centuries later, other methods were said to cr- uh, set of creating werewolves, including being cursed, which we've talked about a little bit here, mm-hmm. uh, or by being conceived under a new moon, or by having eaten certain herbs, or by sleeping under the full moon on a Friday. <laughs> Why aren't we all werewolves? Yeah, I was going to say, we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I brought my stick. Yeah, good thing we got our stick. <laughs> now, something that shows up quite a bit in uh, folklore about becoming a werewolf is one method is drinking the water from a wolf's footprint. Yeah, that, I saw that somewhere it too. It plays a lot into Native American uh, folklore as well. Yeah, like, it's like the the paw print in like mud, like a, like a T Rex. Yeah, like that print. perfect imprint of a wolf. Yeah, if there's water yeah. in it and you drink you can, out of it, you can become, you can a, become werewolf. a werewolf. Yeah, what? or I guess a wolf. Oh, yeah. Just, maybe, yeah. Maybe just a wolf. It was also widely believed that werewolves could dress in a special protective wolf skin, though they had to remove it at daybreak and hide it. If their magical pelt was found and taken from the werewolf while in human form, he or she could be killed. A similar theme appears in Scottish and Irish, fo- Irish folklore of the Selkies, creatures who spend their lives in the cold ocean as seals but can change into human form by shedding their pelts. If they do so, they must hide their pelts 
for if they are found, they can't change back into seals and must live on land with the fishermen who possess their skins. That's whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's grain alcohol. That's just, that's just good old-fashioned Irish whiskey. That's all that is. I was going to say, that's almost like the clothes thing. Yeah. Where it's like, if you touch my clothes. I mean, it kind of goes back to the uh, Ulfendar as well. Those, the... Uh, the berserkers, the, the berserkers there. that were just wearing hides and they could channel yeah, that energy. The so there's a lot of it is, is just like, and I think that a lot of that comes from Native American too. Is mm-hmm. if you wear the pelt of an animal that you've killed, you can kind of possess their spirit. Yeah. Uh, so the full moon was originally only one of many possible causes for lycanthropy. It was the one that stuck in the public's mind. Today, many people still associate the moon with werewolves and madness, which we talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some who work in the police and emergency medical services have uh, anecdotally claimed that full moon nights are busier, crazier, and more dangerous th- uh, dangerous than other nights. And I, I mean, I fully believe that. It's yeah. Uh, it's there's too many nurses in my life yeah. that to tell me that it's one hundred, and not even just like. They also people. work like 36 hour shifts. So it's like, I'm sure they learn after the fact that it was a full moon. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what well, I mean? They don't even know what day of the they're week not like, it oh, is. well, it's a full moon. They go yeah. outside and they're like, oh, full moon, huh? Yeah. They go outside for, that their, explains that. for yeah. their, their cigarette break. Right. Yeah. But it's not even the people. It's like machines will malfunction, like problems with key cards, like all kinds of things go haywire. On nights of the yeah. full moon, and like I'm sure if I was more cognizant of like when there were full moons, I might be able to like notice something too. But I'm pretty. <laughs> You're pretty, pretty indoors. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, I'm an indoor cat. <laughs> You're pretty indoors. <laughs> Is it a mo- full moon? Could be. Could be. No way to know. <laughs> Is it dark out? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the research that I read on like moon madness, psychologists are like, oh, there's no. There's no real reason for mood madness. It's people's imagination that, oh, it's a full moon, so it's going to be a crazy night. But, I mean, it's been it's been tested over and over and over again by so many people. Why would this be so common and something that's still kind of believed today? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a full moon. I mean, I, I get it. There's I just think there's they're trying to science it away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because one of the things was like, oh, full moon, it's brighter out. Yeah. So people can see better and are able to do stuff, like are able to like commit more crimes. <laughs> Maybe before Thomas Edison, that would have <laughs> held true. I don't know. Uh, I don't yes. know about now. It's like ah, darn. It's, well, moon's only three quarters of the way full. There's no way I could possibly see at night. <laughs> There's no way I could possibly commit this crime. Yeah. I just won't be able to run fast enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some. Uh, myths that say that the closer it gets to a full moon, the werewolf is able to tap into their uh, potential. Like they'll start to, their sense of smell will become heightened right. in the week leading up to the full moon. Uh, other things also become heightened, like sex drive. Um, hunger. Hunger, exactly. Yeah, all your animalistic stuff. And then on the full moon, maybe you have like no control over it. Yeah, you're just completely gone. Uh yeah, so like the the wolf paw, kind of going back to that, I found was kind of interesting. It recurs a lot. Uh, also, eating a wolf's brain was one that showed up a couple times, too, for becoming a werewolf. I mean, okay. Then there's the classic, you know, pact with the devil. Right. Who, who hasn't been there. Classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Just another Tuesday. Just another Tuesday. <laughs> Family curse. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these have been explored in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's wildly fascinating. Whereas, kind of, kind of going back and getting, you know, a sense of where we are, according to like vampires versus werewolves, because that shows up a lot with these two creatures. They they have a shared history. Is vampires are pretty cut and dry. You get yeah. bit by a vampire, you become a vampire. And this goes along with what we were saying about how we don't know where moon madness came from, silver, things like that. There's methods of becoming a werewolf. There's 10 to 20 different versions depending on what part of the world you're in. Yeah. So it's very, it's varied and we just it's don't. It's very convoluted. I'm yeah. not sure where, what the origin was for some of this And stuff. it's a much older myth. Legend. And legend, yeah, than, than vampires or really any common uh Modern monster. Yeah, modern cryptid, if cryptid, you will. Yeah. Yeah. So methods of killing a werewolf, which yes. I'm sure you'll get into as well a little bit. Um, hold hold on, too- let me get a pen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have too much on Joke killing a werewolf. Down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right we here. know like silver bullets. Silver bullets. Uh, sticks. Hey, how about this one? Kindness. Oh. Never tried that. Mm. Mm. Well. We could all stand to try that. We could all It'll stand either a work little bit or more. We'll fail miserably, <laughs> <laughs> and hey, then you'll become a werewolf, and you know. So, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so being struck in the heart by a silver bullet, arrow, or knife. Now, this one's kind of silly to me because <laughs> that would kill anybody. Yeah, that would kill <laughs> right. anybody, anything. Yeah. yeah, being struck with an object made of iron is another one. Okay, uh, like that, a skillet that shows up as a method of killing a werewolf. Nowhere in the in the legends did I see anything about iron being tied to werewolves. Iron is sometimes tied to spirits, uh, like malignant spirits, things like yeah. that. So maybe it goes hand in hand with being possessed by a demon. Maybe. Uh, but there's no real reason for the iron thing. It just kind of, but it pops up here and there. Um, it's more common than silver before like 1592. You would hear iron graves, iron bars, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, the iron bars over the grave. Over yeah, the grave, yeah, that. to keep them mm-hmm. when they when they weren't dead and they transformed to the full moon and try to break out of their graves, they were buried in iron. Cages. Yeah, just cages within the coffin. Cutting off their head and burning the body. That'll usually do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another one. Okay. That Not sounds like head, murder. Just the body, burning the oh, body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep the but head. Also, another keep thing that would... Kill, really just kill just about anything. Just kill anybody. Uh, there are also uh, ways to return a werewolf to their human form. Okay. If you don't want to kill them, if you want to, like, maybe... if it's your lady. Yeah. Like, if your lady becomes a werewolf. Yeah. Take notes, Joey. I'm, I got my pen. <laughs> so a... iron appears here again. This is kind of weird. Is throw an object made of iron over their head. Oh, okay. Yeah. On their head or over their head? over their head. Okay. Yeah. How does that work? Because iron's pretty heavy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, it's gonna, It's like a shot put scenario. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think you'd survive a shot put. <laughs> but see, the good thing is, though, if you try to throw it over their head and you can't quite do it because it's so heavy, you will strike them with the iron and then they're dead. There you so go. you're good. True. You're safe from at werewolf. Le- at least I'm fine. Yeah, you will At the end of the day, live. that's all I really care about. Oh. Uh, submerging a werewolf into fresh water. We'll turn them back to their human they, form. They hate fresh water. They hate it. If you get bottled water, even better. The <laughs> fresher, the Evian. <laughs> some, some, a nice Evian bath for a werewolf. Being from the south, though, we're pretty screwed because all we have is salt water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, gonna, that's why they're that's swarming. Got yeah. running everywhere. 
<laughs> I want that as a sound bite. That's my new. That's my Your new ringtone. Ringtone. Rule, 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 and then a slight pause. A couple more times for posterity. Rule, 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 rule. I'm trying to do it the same every time. Uh, another way to return a, a werewolf to human form is rolling in grass wet with dew. Water is an important part of the myth. There's a yeah, lot of apparently. water. Like, uh, you know, drinking water out of the paw, fresh water, and I don't know. Pur- purify? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Water is always seen as like, like a, a purification. Maybe it was just kind of like an, like an old-timey kind of like PSA for like, hey, take a bath. <laughs> hey, 1751, you stink. Take, take a, a bath. bath. Take a fucking bath. Take a bath. To kneel for 100 years without moving or being disturbed <laughs> will turn you back to your human form. I think that's called dying. <laughs> I was going to say, that dude's dead. Yeah. You're just dead. <laughs> you're just, you, no. Or you're no, very No, 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 no. He's, he, that's, he's not dead. That's some, my friend Steve. He's a werewolf. He's just kneeling for 100 years. He's just years. really focused. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's dead, yo. <laughs> so another common thing used in common... Like we do it every every day. It's just a common yeah. thing. Another common uh, thing used to combat werewolves was wolfsbane. Yes. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I'm surprised hasn't come up until now. Uh, wolfsbane, which is a plant that's sprouted from weeds, watered by the drool of Cerberus. Apparently, that's where oh. wolf's, that's where wolfsbane comes from. Interesting. Yeah, another giant hound. Yeah. Yeah. A notable dislike for certain metals: iron, water, uh, iron and silver. Uh, which are both considered to represent the moon. Uh, unlike vampires, werewolves are not harmed by religious artifacts such as crucifixes and holy water. Well, according yeah. to some vampires, that's also a myth. I mean... Was it Interview with the Vampire? He says, like, what about crucifixes? He says, I quite enjoy those, yeah. actually. Interview, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I quite enjoy them. But yeah, uh, a lot of... there's. I mean, and this is just kind of scratching the surface. Oh, yeah, there's a ton. Uh, we could have talked about werewolves mythology and cases of lycanthropy for hours Mm -hmm. once you just start digging into it on the internet or researching in books which i did i look like a madman for like two (laughs) days straight uh it's it's kind of never ending and it all ties back to a lot of like just medical things that weren't explained in early days and just kind of took on this larger than life mythology yeah and even things like actual madmen who were serial killers and people would be like well that's a monster man can't do that yeah so that's a monster he must transform into a monster when he commits these crimes because man can't possibly yeah and that was and then they torture a dude for 10 hours until he dies i mean that was thought of with jack the ripper as well mm-hmm just the way he, he can't would be dismember. A man. He can't be a man. He's a no. monster. This is this is a creature of some kind. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Billy. That was wonderful. That was awesome. That was fucking thank you. incredible. That was. Yeah, I'm it was my to... pleasure. I mean, I love werewolves, vampires, all of these like fantastical creatures, but any chance I can get to learn more, like the the silver being first used with when they were hunting the, yeah. the wolf of Dudon, like I had no clue about that. Like finding that out myself, I was like, this is fascinating. This is awesome. Yeah. You're like, you're basically the monster man. You're wearing your BPRD shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's from Hellboy. I know. <laughs> Fine. 
that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Huge, huge thank you to Billy for not only coming back on the show, but also for being so incredibly prepared and knowledgeable of the subject matter. He really is everything that you would want in a guest. And just in case you aren't following him from the last time he was on the show for vampires, his Instagram is the Billy Roach. Um, Roach R O A C H, like coach, or you know, like cockroach, but that's horrible. The Billy Roach on Instagram. He posts a lot of his art. He's a very talented artist, and you should definitely give him a follow. And a huge thank you to my handsome boyfriend, Joe, for filling in last minute and coming to hang out with us. He's always such a treat to have on the show. I know you guys love hearing from him. In lieu of my usual closing remarks, I wanted to take a moment to pay my respects to a fellow podcaster who passed away last week. Lauren and I had the honor of being guests on the show, Very Special Television, we got to talk about an extremely disturbing episode of Family Matters with Pete, Jose, Chris, and David. We had an absolute blast, and all four of those boys are, are great guys and amazing podcasters. I learned late last night that David lost his life just a few days ago. I'm really not good at this sort of thing. I never really have the right words to say. It always seems to come out so cheesy. Um, but in honor of David, go listen to some old episodes of Very Special Television. Um, they're all funny. You can't go wrong. Just bend the wheel and pick one. <laughs> and make sure that you call the person you've been meaning to call and kiss your significant other goodnight, even when they're driving you crazy, and stop putting off that thing you say you'll get to. Next week, we'll be back with even more werewolves, but we're going to be talking about werewolves and pop culture and the difference between a werewolf, a shapeshifter, and a skinwalker. Have a wonderful week, weirdos. We will see you soon. Keep it weird. Since Joey is kind of just our... our Hype man for this I've episode. I've always wanted a hype man, so this is going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, I expected I figured... more like gold. Yeah. <laughs> more gold jewelry yeah. involved like a in hat, the hype like man. Like a fun hat. Yeah, fuzzy hat. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I always expected my hype man would be like a 1990s hip hop. Yeah. Like, uh, or like a pimp. Yeah, like a pimp. <laughs> like, like, a, like, like a fun pimp. Like, like, like a fun like pimp. Bishop <laughs> yeah. Magic Don Juan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>